Okay, you you have, you can't repeat that joke on here, Gavin, <laughs> because it is horrible. Okay, it is. Yeah, I'll take it. Slightly slightly racist, then. That's a good so way to jump into the 39th episode of the Overclock Podcast. <laughs> uh, we are coming to you from Spurin, how weird center, or actually how weird center in Pinelands. I call it how weird because some crazy things happened oh, yeah. in my time that I used to be here. And I'm joined as always by Gavin Dudley, my partner in crime. Sometimes pays me money to write him things. And overall, great human being. Gavin, yeah, how are you doing? You got it. You got it, man. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be with you again. Ah, so, Gavin, mm. uh, let's just start off. Just catch people up. Huawei, the US government, not oh. the best relationship that they're going through right now. Yeah, I uh, mean, the story has eventually gotten big enough and dragged on for long enough so that it's kind of gone all mainstream. So just regular folks now want to know what's going on with the Huawei. Yeah. Um, yeah, so big developments are other U.S. companies, or not even U.S. companies, yeah. um, are starting to drop them now, starting to cut ties with them, cut their licenses, all those things. Um, ARM, who are Acorn Risk Microsystems. Very good, sir. <laughs> Very good. I was straining for a minute there myself. Yeah. Okay, better um, known as ARM to yes, the rest of us. better known as ARM. They create all the architecture that like your Qualcomm processors are built on. Pretty much every mobile processor in the world is built on. ARM cores, mm. and now Huawei cannot use ARM designs in their processors anymore. So this is important because the high silicon, um, what what is it? What do they call it? It just went out of my brain right K- now. K- Kirin, no, the, the Kirin, like the Kirin, Kirin 980, right. Kirin 960. Huawei's both home home baked silicon is all running on ARM cores. They were actually the first to release the A. So, so ARM is kind of a reference design, and yeah. then you can you can build up stuff around it. Yeah. Yes, um, and their GPUs, their graphics processing units, are also straight from ARM. So oh, they yeah. are the Mali um, versions that, that Huawei uses, mm. and now they don't have access to those designs. So anymore. things are running quite a lot deeper than we thought. Originally, we thought, oh, they'll just switch. To, you know, they don't have to get processors from yeah. from Qualcomm. They can just switch to their own. But of course, it's using an original. US patented design so that is a problem so obviously like the big thing to to know right now is any existing Huawei device isn't affected it will still be supported might not get major software updates going forward okay. um, but it will still have access to Play Store under the current agreements and then moving forward any new Huawei devices that should come out won't have those accesses until they resolve whatever beef they have with or the US government resolves the beef. One of the things that's bothering me, and I, I'm not sure why it's bothering me, because in part I do understand it, is that Huawei is really not communicating with consumers at all to explain to them the predicament and the situation. Maybe it's because the situation is very fluid and things are changing very quickly, but Huawei's not come out and said, our devices are perfectly safe, or our devices are not perfectly safe, or it's not given consumers any sense of comfort or relief or anything, not even explained how the situation is unfolding certainly not in South Africa they haven't so I think they're just waiting for the storm to blow over but I think the PR damage has been done there are a lot of people who will not touch a Huawei device right now yes even even just because of vague rumors about things in South Africa especially if you're going to buy a a mid-range or even a top-end phone the investment is so great you can't afford for it to go sour on you so People are very risk averse when they're putting down 10, 12, 15k for a phone. Yeah. But at least you're going to be getting them on discounts now. Because <laughs> I see the price of Huawei devices have just been falling and falling and oh, falling. That's so such a sad story. And, and let's just remember the bigger context here. Today, a Huawei is the target. But any other company could be the target in the future. I mean, I can, I can think of any number of Chinese companies that are big and powerful and could come in for fire. 
Yeah, but that's that's enough about that. Yeah, it's been a non-stop story for two weeks. Computex, the big computer showcase out in Taiwan, where you see everything that's weird and wonderful coming out of ASUS, all the new, all the usual players in terms of processes are also parading out there. Yes, usually like manic-looking stuff, folding up PCs and you know weird stuff like that. Always, always appears at Computex. Mm. So obviously, the big PC processes players are AMD and Intel mm. and AMD just put out the latest generation of their Ryzen 7 it's called a Zen isn't it? No. Uh, I forget what the mm. new architecture is okay. called okay. but it's like so you're pretty much paying half of the price of what you're paying for the equivalent Intel processes mm. and you're getting 120% of the power <laughs> but that's always been the case though I mean AMD has always been pushing the envelope on those things and have surpassed Intel on a regular basis it's just that Intel has the marketing clout and, and sort of controls one sector of the market so that AMD just can't quite get a look in there, even though it's outperformed Intel on almost every metric regularly. But then you had an interesting demo by Microsoft yesterday where they showed off some eye tracking. Yeah, Microsoft, I mean, at the end of the demonstration, just to give you insight into what went down, I asked them, uh, all these amazing things you've showed us, you do realize that the vast majority of people are only ever using 20% of the features of their Microsoft products. And they were like, that's why we have get-togethers like this, so we can show you the other 80% and how cool it is. And maybe there's just one or two of these things that you'll use in the future. And one of the things they showed us was uh, eye tracking. So um, the uh, your monitor, your desktop computer monitor, or even your laptop monitor, using its camera, follows the irises of your eyes and can follow your what you're focusing on on the screen and it moves the cursor around in accordance with that you whatever you're looking at the cursor moves there on the screen and if you stare at it it then results in a click or a right click or a drag where you can actually control the cursor using just your eyes it's remarkably effective actually but Lindsay has some misgivings yeah we actually over time in the segment so i'm going to keep it short i'm going to try and squeeze it in like 20 seconds if not less um so i don't want to be moving around the cursor with my eyes i think this is just microsoft waving the white flag saying that they didn't build out the consumer facing artificial intelligence good enough that it can respond to like voice inputs and other sorts of inputs and maybe preempt what you're trying to do and help you out in that way and i think in so the original concept is actually done by intel it's called toby and intel in the gaming concepts that they put out it's uh what is it called it's honeywell no it's honeycomb glacier so okay. that, that concept is using this Toby thing. So it's a gaming machine laptop that has two screens and you kind of lift, pivot it up so that you can see both screens at the same time. And when you move your eyes from the one screen to the other screen, it will automatically root control to like the secondary screen if you're looking at it because it's a way of where your gaze is. And I think this is a very practical way of implementing eye tracking technology. I don't think I don't think they are there's a demand for that sort of of the the complete eye tracking cursor using it in place of a mouse uh, i don't think there's enough yeah, of a demand it's, in, it's, it's hard to imagine the use cases really unless unless you're actually um a uh, physically challenged person in some way where you can't use your hands or any other way to control the pc um eye tracking is probably one of the only use cases I can see is in yeah. that scenario. I had thought you might be able to control machines or perhaps even control systems in your car and so on without... But I, the more I think about it, the more I can't see the use yeah. cases. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's enough for this segment, Gary. Right. Moving on to our Take a Lot Tech Treasure. 
uh, we have been like there's a ton of Bluetooth speakers you can buy right now but like super portable ones that you're pretty much using for personal listening or you and a friend or you're going out on a picnic and you just want something there with you um, don't try to irritate everybody else around you mm. Gavin what do you got well um I mean, there's so many high-end speakers. I mean, from you know, from the elite brands like Bang & Olufsen and uh, BMW and so on. That's not BMW. That's B and W, by the way. Um, Boas and Wilkins uh, and so on. But those all start at five grand and can be really, really pricey. Although you can't deny they do sound fantastic mm. and many of them look fantastic. But that's not where we're shopping today. I'm really shopping at the, the value end where you're getting great sound for a reasonable price. And I actually think. It's possible that I'm going to preempt Lindsay on one of my picks here. You know what? I'm not. I'm going to let him pick that one later. I'm going to go with this one product that I experienced called the Romos. Because you don't want to go over the thousand rand barrier. No, 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 let not me necessarily. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, your privilege is showing again, Lindsay. <laughs> now, I'm going to talk about the Romos Romeo Bluetooth speaker. It's it's fairly tall. It stands about 30, 35 centimeters tall. Um, with speaker components in the bottom and the top component has got a variety of colored LED lights so you can actually set a tonal color for your speaker um, which maybe matches the atmosphere of the music you're playing or matches the atmosphere of the room you're playing it in and so on and it sounds incredibly cheesy but actually it's quite fun when your your speaker is a kind of a a light grass green color while you're playing you know Saturday morning music or it's an amber color when you're playing, you know, chill vibes in the evening. It's actually oh very cheesy, gosh. but it's pretty cool. You cannot see right now with my eyes are <laughs> so far back in so my So that head. is that is the Romos Romeo Bluetooth LED light speaker, 499 grand. Sound is merely average, but I quite enjoyed the lighting effect on top. Okay, I've gone a bit more practical in terms <laughs> of sound quality, actual output quality, and I've gone with Sony, the Sony Extra Bass Portable Bluetooth speaker. It's going for 900 bucks on take a lot that's 899 actually mm. um, I, round, I round up rather than round down yeah um, you, you actually can't really fault sony for sound yeah. yeah i mean they've made very few bad sound products ever, so, the, so the most important thing about sony though is their bluetooth codex oh right sure so they've sure, really been pushing sure, the envelope sure. in terms of quality when it comes to bluetooth screen streaming um, they have their own system called ldac Okay. which is the highest quality you can get on the Bluetooth stream right, right now. Right. Uh, Qualcomm has its own proprietary interface called AptX. Mm. And there's AptX HD now, which is also good quality, but not as good as LDAC. This is not an LDAC speaker, though, but it is, it's like a nugget-sized little thing. You can take what do you call nugget-sized? The nuggets, size of a fist, or uh, what is like that? Like two fists together, okay, maybe. Two fists, right, maybe, okay. maybe on top of each other. All right. Uh, I just said, almost said a terrible thing right now, and I'm oh, going to leave that up to your right, imagination. <laughs> moving on, moving on. So another brand I really would like you to consider is JBL. So I do think that JBL currently provides the best trade-off of price for quality sound and quality product. So JBL has kind of dominated the market. They've got a vast variety of um, machine, uh, a vast variety of speakers in market. Um, one of those you might want to look at is the JBL Go 2 which is about 500 rand. It comes in lots of different colors, so at least you can get something. And it's, it's a nice square uh, size. It's about the size of a sandwich, really. Mm. So JBL go to 500 bucks. And then my final pick is the most expensive one. It's 1,500 rand on take a lot right now. It's the Ultimate Ears Wonderboom, a.k.a. Wonderboom. Yes. <laughs> Portable okay. speaker. Yeah, we're strongly in agreement on that. So yeah. I've had this thing um, at home. I've tested it extensively. I've had it in the bath with the kids. 
you can it, you can dunk this thing in water, throw it in the pool, and it will still play. It yeah, will float you, you on don't the top. feel like you have to be nice to it, which it's, is great. It's yeah. about the size of a fist or a, a small melon. Yeah, it's a very big fist or a small melon. Yes, okay. Um, and it just sounds amazing. It's got good balance in terms of sound profile, and it's loud. And you can daisy chain them so you can connect. If you have a couple of them, you can connect them together to create like a surround sound. You know, sort of. that feature always irritates me. So many people assume you're going to go out and buy like more than one of their speaker. It's like so weird. I mean, who the hell has money for that? You know, surely if you're buying a speaker, you've budgeted X for the speaker. You're not budgeting to buy two of them. Surely. Yeah, but I mean, I've, I've catered... I've catered my kids' parties already when it comes to music with okay. a connection of a collection of Bluetooth speakers okay. all playing from one central source. Alright, yeah. okay, okay. So okay, da da daisy chaining to me makes, makes a lot of sense. Okay, I've, but it's I've daisy changed things to my, my Google Home speaker. Okay, but it's hard to daisy chain non-matching brands. Uh, yes, but through Google Home you probably yes, could. So, yeah. so if you have like a, a modern Bluetooth, a modern smartphone, you can usually play to two. Uh-huh devices different yeah. bluetooth devices but there's always like a delay so on google home you can mm. adjust for that delay on the bluetooth stream mm. um, whereas okay. with the daisy chaining that removes that delay because it's a proprietary connection yeah uh, if you think about it it's very hard to get a number of speakers to play in sync because they all process the sound at different speeds the data is traveling to them at different speeds and so on so it's actually very hard to get speakers to play in sync and yet somehow the wonders of modern technology we've achieved that mm. cool and that's it for take a look tech treasure right so this week we have forfeited your your clever how to do some cool tech stuff we're just in uh, we have some time constraints this yes. week but we'll try and double up on that next week maybe yeah just mm. a little bit of like further madness coming out of computex mm. i see asus has doubled down so asus have been trying to put a screen in the trackpad of the laptop so that was well, last year and they they're not the done. first by so the this year they've done, done they've done the second version of the what do they call it? They call it the screen pad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now they've released a device where they've put an entire 4K 21 by 9 screen at the top of the keyboard so that you have two screens. Uh, how big is the screen above the keyboard? It's, it's large. Okay, it's, because it's, of course, of course, of course, Apple did that first. It had a, a small panel there yes, which could be but used no as one buttons and uses controls. That thing, right? No, of course, you only not. buy a waste of time Pro because you want the upgraded space. Yes, yes, you've got you this horrible screen thing thrown in. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, Asus, it's like the size of a writing pad. Okay, jeez. <laughs> It's the maddest thing in the world. You, you kind of wonder when people are just desperately trying to differentiate themselves, trying to push things forward. But, but you never know. I mean, it, it could it could start off as something like this that, you know, turns and morphs and becomes something different, you know. But I've been thinking mm. about laptops a lot because I am in the market for a new device now, even my iPad. That's Pro a whole half-hour discussion no, no, all no, on no. its own. So, I, I've, I, like I've said, I've had the MacBook Air, I've had the iPad Air on test, mm. and I think I've actually settled on the iPad Air because I can... I can just about handle the trade-off. So it's losing the, the mm. two of the speakers from okay. the iPad Pro. So you only have two speakers on the one end. So you don't get like immersive audio when you're consuming mm. content. I'm delighted to tell you, listeners, that Lindsay has lost his bet that he completely forgot about with me. Go back five or six episodes to where I predicted he'd end up with the iPad. With the no, no, you said the MacBook. I'm not getting the oh, MacBook. Oh, you're not getting the, Mac the MacBook? I see. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. The MacBook okay. Air is compromised, and I say this in my review, it's compromised too much from what a MacBook Pro is, and it's not enough of separation from what a MacBook what the MacBook MacBook is, which okay. is the, the lower end one. Okay. So for 22,000 Rand, you yes, I would have to agree. It's effectively one more USB Type-C port yeah. than the MacBook. 
but you're getting half the power yeah. of the MacBook Pro. Yeah. So it's not a good compromise. Where MacBook yeah. Air is, you're just losing the ProMotion, the 120 hertz mm. refresh rate on the screen, and you're losing one bank of speakers. But I mean, also there are now so many fantastic svelte, aluminium, well-built, lightweight, uh, laptops in the market that yeah. are really well built. I mean, you know, Asus, Acer, others. Yeah. Um, so I have been looking the, the at the MacBook Air doesn't look nearly as cool as it used to, and yeah. uh, and even its recent facelift and upgrade leaves it quite far behind many competitors. I have been I looking say. at the Asus ZenBook 14. Yes, uh, great, which beautiful is product. Also up at the 20 grand mark. Yep. But I I think when iOS 13 comes out next week after mm. WWDC, mm. the Worldwide Developers Conference, I think we will be speaking about the more comprehensive file management system that they built for the iPad okay. and then I'll be able to use it as an actual machine. Yes, <laughs> people who actually use the file system and can't be told that they're not bright enough to do so. Yes. But I live in hope there is a new iPod Touch in the world. iPod Touch? I yes, mean, with the, they the put in the, the A10 processor from the iPhone 7. iPod Touch? <laughs> if you want, if you want the cheapest iOS mean? device in the world, brand new, you get an iPod Touch, man. Dedicated Four inches of player. screen, and you have Wi-Fi access, and you have full iOS 12 at the moment. Okay. It's, it's, okay. it's a cheap way to get in. Again, you know, the, to get you know we always had a saying that went uh, weak, general, strong, specific. So you could yeah. get one machine that does everything, but it does it all badly. Or you could get a device that does one thing really, really well. It's strong, and I guess your iPod would be that. What it does is play music brilliantly. Yes, and it does, and it does a headphone jack. <laughs> But for how long? <laughs> Forever. Forever. Uh, all right, I'm all done, man. Yeah, me too. That's me. Uh, you can find me at Sharpshooters, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S, across all of social media. I am That Opinion Guy on the internet, my website, thatopinionguy.co.za, and this is the Overclocked underscore Z-A podcast, O-V-R-C-L-K-D underscore Z-A. <laughs> Overclocked, with no vowels except the O in the front. That, we should make t-shirts, man. Yeah. <laughs> But they won't be able to see it on the podcast, Lindsay. But we will sell it to our merch store. <laughs> okay, I'm Gavin Dudley from Tech Magazine. You can follow us on Facebook, Tech Magazine Czar. And uh, soon we'll be launching our website, and I'll tell you a bit more about that next week. Cheers. Over and out.